0: From points across California, kind of, you're listening to the Disneyland Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 691, for the week of July 23rd, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. ...helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo malata Willie, Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey
1: there, hi there, how there!
0: And Tony Spatel. Hello! Alright, so this is going to be an unusual show because I am on vacation technically... Um, though I don't I, though I don't know how to uh, completely go off the grid so I'm doing a show uh, so we will we will set aside the l- normal normal niceties of, of news and and rapid fires and just talk uh, first of all welcome to our friends listening live on mixler uh, we appreciate y'all uh, there will probably not be a live show next week but if that changes I will let you know on Facebook and we can We can go from there. There will be a segment going up for sure because that was pre-recorded and some of you already heard that. Uh, The rest of the uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel, I'm sorry, the rest of the Does Unplugged Family Show should be back to normal this week after the crazy expo week. So be sure to give them a listen. The Dreams Show on Monday, the Orlando Show on Tuesday, Best and the Worst of Orlando on Wednesday, and the Universal Show on Thursday. Uh, do we still have one more week of connecting with Walt, Michael? We do. Ah, uh, well, what do we've got?
1: Well, this week, Craig and I are going to make Liberty Square great again as Ooh. we take you through the history. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I, can I get land? the hat? Can I get the hat? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, we're going to take you through the history of Liberty Square, including those Muppets. <laughs> okay, cool.
2: <laughs> Gee, Michael, I wonder what you think about the Muppets. Right. My. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to listen. Thank you. After
0: we get through all of this stuff, we may talk. We may spend a few minutes on uh, our just general thoughts about the D twenty three Expo. But it's two weeks away, two weeks ago, so uh, we'll we'll get to it if we can. Uh, One thing that just came in today that wasn't on our list to talk about, what we probably should spend a minute talking about in the pseudo news, is three downtown Disney stores are closing. Uh, kind of yeah, that's
1: shocking. Kind of, actually, kind of
0: surprising and
3: popular ones too. At least exactly. a couple of them. Well,
0: yeah. Uh, so, Build A Bear is closing, which really surprises me. Uh, Ride makers is closing, which doesn't surprise me at all. And the new the new Chappelle Hats is closing. So,
3: well, and what's and, weird is little mismatches in the middle of all
2: that. No, yeah, right. it doesn't I believe-
3: say anything about that store.
2: The Chappelle hats replaced little Miss. Oh, Notch that's right. Hats. Yeah. So never
3: mind. I'm having a blank.
0: This and way, what uh, what the OC Register is saying is it's going to be a restaurant going in there. Any speculation?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, but I bet it's owned by Patina Group.
1: Yeah, really. <laughs>
2: the, I'm hoping something sushi. They don't have anything sushi yet. You know, oh, yes, Morimoto
3: uh, would be very. We did hear rumors about a Morimoto once upon a time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And true.
3: you, you like Morimoto likes cities, right? those two levels. Because yeah. Bill bear is pretty big—a pretty big two-story footprint. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I- I'm wondering if they're opening more restaurants just to handle the crowds that are going to be coming in for Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. Right, and there's just not enough places to eat.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You think they'll yeah. move oh, over to Garden Walk? Those three shops? No,
0: no
1: way.
3: Garden Walk's too far away. Yeah. They won't get you know, I, the thing about Build A Bear is it requires um, it requires impulse by foot traffic. Oh.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: They totally yeah. rely on impulse by. And Chappelle, that's a, that's an interesting one. They might move to another spot because they have Chappelle in Disney Springs in Florida. Uh,
1: but right. the article said that there there's currently no more space. Yeah. There, yeah,
0: there really isn't, and that was—I mean—that was the rumor initially was that, you know, months ago was that downtown Disney would be expanding, like yeah. into where where Tortilla Joe's and the new um, Splitsville is going, that they would expand out that direction. But doesn't sound like it with their, if they're canceling leases or not renewing leases, so that they can take over some of the other spaces. It's going to be going to be interesting what yeah. the, what it they is. put in there. The, I don't have the article in front of me. Does anybody know when those one of them's uh, I think soon, it was September. Right? Yeah, okay. it's mid-September or something. So after the summer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any other quick housekeeping before we get to our, our topics?
2: I have a super quick one. Go ahead. Um, especially after listening to um, probably one of my favorite Connecting with Walt episodes, mm-hmm. uh, the Bob Gurr event. Um, Bob Gurr. Um, just a reminder that the in September 23rd, that Bob Gurr will be giving um, a talk about the history of animatronics at the Garner Hope Production Studios in San Bernardino. Uh-huh. It is $120, but I think it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um couple of us are going to be going to it. And if, it, if anybody's interested, go to www.waltland.com slash imagineering dash event for tickets. Cool. Maybe,
1: maybe he will be wearing a special red shirt,
0: T-shirt.
2: <laughs> it, it could be. Hey, yeah, we, we should, you should su- suggest it to him, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you
2: okay. might connect with him.
0: But I'm pumped. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say next. Um, by the way, like I said, I'm on vacation. However, I will be posting pictures. So make sure you either follow me on my Facebook page or, or friend me on Facebook. Um, there will be lots of pictures coming out of uh, our Disney Wonder Cruise that starts tomorrow, which is Monday the 24th, if you are listening not so live. Um, okay, so let's let's go to our topics. First topic, this one's going to be fairly quick. Um, dis- uh, you know, Disney kind of waits to the last minute, and just this week, twenty eighteen packages, Disneyland Resort packages are available, and so there's those are the ones that you can book the tickets and the hotel all together through the tr- through Dreams Unlimited Travel, um, either the Good Neighbor Hotels or the Disneyland Resort Hotels. So if you had planned a Disneyland vacation, uh, you can book those packages now. Um. Speaking of Good Neighbor Hotels, um, as they did this, they added four new Good Neighbor Hotels. Of course, So which uh, ones?
3: Anna- any on the list that we were
0: predicting? Uh, uh, actually, yeah. So, of course, um, Annabella went away. Boom. Um, but they've added my favorite Spring Hill Suites right there at the corner of Catella and Harbor. And the brand new um, Residence Inn Convention Center that's right next door to it. Nice. And the courtyard that has the big water park over there by um by the by the Fairfield by Howard Johnson's. Oh, that courtyard? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And finally they added the Grand Legacy of the Park. Huh. They where we had what? where we had our Southwesters meet. Mm-hmm.
2: Those make it's does make sense though. Yeah, yeah. Adam. Mm-hmm. A,
0: yeah. So they they're actually seems like they're moving a little quicker. Well no, Spring Hill's been open for a while. So that one kinda took a while to get. But the, the residence Inn was very quick to to come on board. So I know there's what three Residence inns that are good neighbor hotels.
2: Yeah. Thank
0: so, anyway. All right, moving on. So this week, Max Pass started. Um and I think we kind of knew how it was going to work, but it didn't work exactly as we thought. Right, Tony?
4: Yes, I know. And of all the people, it was me who actually got to be the first Price. one of us to try it, yeah. surprisingly. And uh, I went on day two. so um, Okay. Slacker. Sur- what? Okay, yeah. So um, first thing, surprise. No, not to surprise anyone, the app itself didn't work. The hey. Disneyland app, nor the Walt Disney World app, because I tried both things. Oh, did I forget my password? And it wasn't just me. Um, The app did not work until about 9.45 a.m. And when I went to go get the tickets, because I was getting tickets for that day, they said, yeah, we know. We apologize. So finally, the app showed up. And what was great, just to show you their their web thing, I have a screenshot right now that um, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters had a 999-minute standby wait. (laughs) Hot and Match had a (laughs) 999-minute standby wait. So I did take screenshots of those. It was a busy day. yeah, yeah, I know. But then the app worked, and the first thing that we had discussed was that it you had to use, um, your physical ticket. Correct? Wasn't that the assumption? Mm-hmm. You didn't. You could have used your barcode on your um phone with your ticket. You could also use the app barcode uh, in for every FastPass. pass. Okay. There it. was a little with the person's name. And you could be in charge of multiple people. Right. So I was in charge of my friend and we went and um, I was able to scan for both of us. Each – like you you right. did a right. – you flip yeah. twice. And it had actually a nice cool picture of the ride. So that was interesting that um worked. It worked amazingly well once it was on and I'm in love with it and I was scared of it. thought it was going to be awful. But – it was so nice to add fast passes without physically racing to the ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could do it instantly. And I got, um, there was multiple times where I got a fast pass for something, 20 minutes for down the right way. Right. Like it was right. instant. So I feel like you got more fast passes. Uh, one thing okay. I noticed is that the player, the, the cast members, players, the cast members, there was one where I said, you know what? Oh, so we went in, in some of the rides, there were two fast pass machines, and in some there were only one. Okay. Yep. What was interesting, in. yeah, so you check in at first and then you go through further down the line and you have to do it again. Uh, got what it. I noticed was they weren't vigilant on checking you the second time. And so they would just let one of you scan and go through, but that kind of messed up the other fast pass. Because then it looked like you had one still to use, uh, and right, it yeah. knew that you hadn't used it yet. So my advice is make sure you both scan, even though you know more than the cast member. Um,
2: Wait, but, say that again, Tony. Make sure okay. that, you, so, so
4: let's say that you you have, scan it
2: twice.
4: So let's say uh, yes. you and me are together, yes. and you have both fast passes on my, my phone. Um, I'm going to use – if I just scan one, they're not paying attention. We both walk in. I now see what it you're says saying. I still have one left, and when I go to try to use my next fast pass, it doesn't want me to. Because it wants me to use it for the other the ride that, yeah, the previous ride. Um, the other thing I can confirm because I have a fast pass that I made when I was leaving the park at the Fairfield Inn across the street, a Good Neighbor Hotel, that at um, mm-hmm. that said um, that allowed me to make a fast pass off campus. So, so yeah, we the
0: the initial the initial rule or the what they said the rule was going to be is you had to be in the parks to make to use fa- MaxPass, but really what it is, you have to have used your ticket to enter the park.
2: Okay, that makes yes.
0: sense. And we just, never so just, so just like the current fast
4: pass rules, you have to have used your ticket to enter a park to be able to use FastPass or MaxPass. I feel like I was able to get much more fast passes this way uh-huh. than if I would have had to do the physical thing. The other thing I really liked is if I'm a dad or a mom with a family I can have all of them on my phone, go up there and go one, two, three, four, let us all in, rather than worrying about losing the fast pass, things like that. And um, I got fast passes for Big Thunder Mountain, Goofy Sky School. I know some of them I I got just because, oh, it's a fast pass for five minutes from now. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain, Goofy Sky School, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, uh, Indiana Jones, um, uh, Big Thunder Mountain, and then Space Mountain, which I wasn't able to ride because it was late. I, th- I think there might be a few I'm missing. Oh, Spl- Splash Mountain, no, on Splash Mountain. But I was able to get like six, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I didn't really ever have to wait that long. Right. So, I think part of that's because nobody knows the system yet, mm-hmm. and so you're probably having less people use Fast Passes, but yeah. I was expecting to not like it, and I'm in love with it. I a
2: question. Yeah. Can you... Can you cancel a fast pass if you decide that you want to go and yes. another attraction? Here's the yep. thing
4: I did not like. you couldn't if if anybody's familiar with the Disney World system, you can modify mm-hmm. and find another ride. As of day two, I had to cancel yeah. Yeah. before I got a new one it It's just like using a regular
0: fast pass. You can't choose your time. You know the only time you you can choose is the
4: the next available fast pass. Mm-hmm. You can't choose it further out. So what sped it up was that you could see what's the next available and then immediately go, wait, there's one 15 minutes from now. Let's take it, which you wouldn't have gotten unless you walked around or or looked at some other app. So that sped everything up. Um, But you cannot modify. You have to cancel.
2: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, And Tony, um, did
2: you pay for this MaxPass? Yes, I paid the 10 bucks. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Um, so we know that it was going to be 10 bucks per person per day for, for most folks. Um, we didn't know how it was going to affect annual passes. So So if your pass is good for 365 days, which is the premier or the uh, signature plus, uh, max pass is included with your pass. Any of the other passes can add max pass for $75 per year. What I, and what so,
4: I oh, did,
2: signature plus, but not signature, correct?
4: Correct. correct. And I do not have Sorry, either 20. of those levels. And I was able to purchase for me and my friend both of our passes, ticket, for the, for and the, then I had to pass. So I'm just saying you can, you're able to buy, every, even though you have a ticket media and I had a pass that didn't have it, mm-hmm. I paid $20 on my app right there, correct. and then we were linked right. and able to do it. i'm paying paying the 75 bucks no questions asked
0: yeah
4: uh the other thing is signature used to
0: well signature and signature plus and premiere all had photo pass included that is no longer the case now that max pass includes photo pass only premiere and signature plus get photo pass so the signature pass holders Uh, sorry let me rephrase that new signature pass holders will not get fast pass uh current signature pass holders as long as they keep renewing their pass and they are on time when they renew it uh they continue to to, can continue to get fast pass service included
2: okay so i have a question yeah this is what this okay so i have a signature not the signature Uh plus and so I know that I can keep the photo pass on there when I renew in a yeah. timely manner. Yeah. If I get the, if I get the max pass, seventy five dollars, so that I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it, is yeah. that going to mess me up when I renew? So that they say, oh, you paid that seventy five dollars, so now Ooh, you have to pay it.
0: That's a very good question. I don't know how to answer that because because now you've kind of messed with your your pass. Right. And you may not- that's. If you renew it without the max pass, you may lose your photo pass. Right, that's what I'm kinda worried yeah. about. So Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I'm gonna actually, have to that,
2: ask them about it.
0: Yeah. Well and even even then you may, might not get a straight
4: answer. They may not oh, even know.
2: <laughs> I'll I'll and, get the Gallic
4: shrug. And in conclusion, side. just give mm-hmm. me the darn magic band and let's get over it. <laughs> right. Nice.
0: All right, moving on. Well, uh, a couple oh, sorry, of other ahead, things, Michael. too.
1: Uh, yeah. You cannot reserve World of Color or Fantasmic through MaxPass at this time. Okay. You still have to get the paper um, fast passes for those.
0: Good point. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. It is almost time for Halloween. No, it's not. It's only July. But uh, we learned some <laughs> new things about Halloween. Uh, first of all, Mary jo, let's talk about that. Halloween is expanding to California Adventure.
2: It is. It's, I heard it. So the theme is that Oogie Boogie has risen up and he's taken over Disney's California Adventure Park, demanding that Halloween lasts forever. So as (laughs) we enter, this is Halloween. Yeah, right? So, as we enter California Adventure, we're going to see this huge silhouette of him motioning us to come through the entrance. And oh, as we walk through Buena Vista Street, yeah, it's kind of... Um, and this is something new, too. As we walk through Buena, Buena Vista Street, we're going to see a statue of the Headless Horseman, who's with which is a part of things to come during certain nights at the Disneyland Resort. Um, he's going to be... In a, and they say it's going to be kind of... We'll see if it's scary or not, or when we go through there and the Carthay circles bell tower is going to have a swarm of bats circling around it. So that's going to be the uh, impression when we first go to California adventure and then Carsland itself is going to be definitely hit with the Halloween spirit as radiator Springs turns into radiator screams. The cars characters will have Halloween cartoon costumes mm. mm-hmm. and you'll be able to see superhero lightning. And vampire Mater and other characters uh, for the for Cars Land. Um, also, two attractions will have a new Halloween theme at Carsland. Land: Luigi's Rockin' Roadsters and Mater's Junker Jamboree will also be converted. Um, so that's something that, and um, any guest can take and take advantage of um, celebrating Halloween over there for that.
0: What do we think about that?
2: I think it's going to be fun. I
3: like okay. it. I'm I, too. I I I am big for decorating throughout the parks, and that's something New Zealand's always known for carrying the theme all throughout. And this is only an extension of
0: that, and I think that that's a good thing. Oh, and as long as I, we can get the big the big candy corns out front again. That's, yeah, that's what I was hoping. That'd be
1: fun. I and. <laughs> I think it's all it's it's helping us at the transition of the Halloween party over to uh-huh. California. Adventure.
0: Yeah, I think that, yeah,
2: that's probably that- what they're they're doing because in the in years past it used to be Heimlich with the big candy corn, and they're they haven't mentioned that, so that's um, going to be. It, it looks like the the whole theme is being put across to California Adventure.
1: All right, so speaking uh, of Halloween, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Michael. When, I was just going to say there is a. Question in the Chatterati here. Yes, the, for the Halloween party, if you go, that your ticket is a park hopper ticket. Yep, and what, and photo pass is included.
0: And you just covered all of what Mary Jo was going to talk about
2: yeah, next. Yeah, oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's okay. He's this payback for the rest of the year when I step on him. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> He's just a troublemaker.
0: So but, yeah, um, normally, normally Halloween party, you're able to go into Disneyland three hours early but now it's going to be 3 hours at either park. Correct. So, but but the Halloween party is still at Disneyland Park this year. Correct. Next year, who knows?
2: Um uh, but um Go ahead. Can I
0: Yeah, go
2: ahead. So I so um over across the esplanade of the Magic Kingdom, uh the Main Street is still going to have their plethora of Jack-o-lanterns throughout the the storefront windows and they're also going to have the pumpkin festival is going to be there with one of a kind hand carved pumpkins. So it's about time mm. they brought those back.
0: Yay. I think that just, I think that's just the talking about all the pumpkins in the, in the window, right?
2: You think so? Yeah. Really? I don't
3: know. I Everybody's so used to them being on top of the marquees and on the balconies. Well, well, I
0: mean, yeah, that's, that's the pumpkin fest is, is mm-hmm. all of yeah. those pumpkins all over the place. You not they're not gonna have the Carvers back.
1: That's Burn too it. bad. That was so that cool. Is, that, I'm, I'm that was that really was because cool. they could set them up in Frontierland somewhere. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, especially so since I'm,
1: yeah, good.
2: Or they could have them before they had them in Frontierland. They used to have them on Main Street around Town Square. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. remember when, when this is back in when they first had the Halloween Mickey's Halloween back in the mid nineties. They had those huge. Thousand, whatever, how heavy those, uh, huge pumpkin jack-o'-lanterns. Mm-hmm. They were there in town square as well as the scarecrows. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping. Well, they can
1: use like um, Zoc- Zocalo Park. A or, or even in critter country, they have plenty of room there. Nobody goes there. So they could set up <laughs> They could set up way in the back near the well, poo the whole, store.
0: The whole queue <laughs> for when, the queue well, for poo is empty. Well,
2: you know what? It's, it's, plus, it's also shady oh, yeah. over there. So it'd be a better mm. spot for them mm. than in the sun with the kind of heat that we have at the end of September and yeah. beginning mm-hmm. of... Because of, uh, then they'll have pumpkin soup if, the, if that were the case. But uh, I just want to tell... Uh, just remind everybody to stop in the Fortuosity Shop, which is used to be that watch shop, because they really decorate that um, whole shop out really cool with lots of crows and everything. Uh, Frontierland's gonna still have the los Muertos tribute, um, which is a Mexican tradition here in Southern are they, California. Are
0: they? Yes. Okay, so I both was, parks will have because the, the, that's also gonna be a California venture.
2: Yeah, I was reading the twenty seventeen. Um, news and they okay. said, okay. yeah, but they're okay. So over in California Adventure, they did do that, but they still had Dia de los Muertos last year.
0: because okay. um, they, um, yeah, they, they're doing like a Coco inspired Dia de los Muertos at California Adventure.
2: They'll probably be doing that at the Paradise Gardens, right? Yeah, probably. I didn't I didn't read anything about that. Okay, but i I do not think that they're going to take away the traditional uh, with. Tr- with the uh, Calavera, with that tall skeleton lady, and the um, I thought I could have uh,
0: sworn those all moved over.
2: Not last year they didn't. Because okay. I get my face, I got my face, I get my face painted over there every year. Yeah, they I'll, were there last year. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'll send you. I'll send you my. It was October smaller. And it wasn't as elaborate, but it was still the same. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you my 2016 October pictures. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, okay. But, um, uh,
2: also like the little- Disney's okay. Happy ha- haunt tours returning uh, for a separate admission and uh, new this okay Michael already said this but just to repeat new for the party this year the souvenir Disney photo pass photos taken during the event and unlimited photo pass downloads. The ticket guess what these tickets will have the ability to visit Disneyland and California Venture up to three hours before the party begins. And, and the prices, are, are, something. The
0: prices are outrageous.
2: Yeah, so here I I put a summary Mickey's Halloween party will be on 14 select nights, which are on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., or Fridays from 7 p.m. to midnight. Advanced purchase price for Wednesday the 20th and Monday the 25th and Wednesday the 27th, there's three days only, is $95, and pass holder price is $85 while at the door it's $105. Friday tickets are $105 for everybody. There's no discounts at all. Beginning yeah. Friday, September 29th, all tickets for all days are $105 with no discounts for anybody. And beginning Friday, October 20th, the Friday tickets go up to $120 with no discounts and tickets for Tuesday Halloween night, 10/31 are $120 for everybody. Ouch. So we're only we can only get the pre-party discounts on the first three days that the party's available. After that, everybody pays the same price, and I think it's a way to cut down. They don't need to give discounts because it's it mm. sells out. It sells, it sells, out.
1: sells out. And yeah. do you think they're going to cram more people in because it's a two park party this year?
2: Well, it's not a two park party. Uh, the, you go the three hours before, but the evening party only at Disneyland.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Okay, so but you stretch the, your legs at California
3: Adventure, and then you, when they start hurting the the masses so out, so you it's go so in. it's
0: almost like um, grad night.
2: So yeah, so the plus is that if you buy Backwards. this ticket, you can spend three hours either at Disneyland or California Adventure, and then Before everybody the goes to California yeah. Adventure at the time of the party. I'm sorry, or everybody Disneyland. goes to Disneyland.
1: Oh, okay, I get it. That's I thought people were crossing back and forth during the party. Uh-uh. Okay.
2: But one day that could happen.
1: Not, Don't yeah, give them yeah. any
2: ideas. Mm-hmm. For only two hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> right. All right. And give then just a
2: thought. Um well I was just gonna say that um uh looking forward to whether we haven't heard any announcements yet on what type of gingerbread centerpiece they're gonna have in the haunted mansion because every year, oh, you yeah. know mm-hmm. they have something mm-hmm. special.
0: Still a little um, early for that, but
2: Yeah. But it's 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 coming and Grand you know, California. the
3: designs are done and the architecture is done and they're, oh. still, and they're building all the sports right now.
2: Yeah, they're already, they're already building it and they're, I'm sure they're building the one for the Grand California Lobby too, whatever they decide to do. But I believe we read that there's going to be no gingerbread house making at Jazz Kitchen.
0: Mm, correct, not for Halloween.
2: No. Right, only for Christmas.
0: Well, they haven't determined Christmas yet. No. That's so far ahead.
3: I thought the thing we had said no... Anyway, I thought, yeah, okay, never mind.
0: Yep. All right, let's move on from Halloween. Let's talk about 2018, where changes are coming to the Paradise Pier at Disney California Adventure. Let me find my notes. Uh, oh, okay, I'm sure so, Michael knows it all. <laughs> yeah. So Paradise Pier will become Pixar Pier. There will be neighborhoods saluting your favorite Pixar movies, including uh, The Incredibles, Inside Out, and even more Toy Story. Uh, Also, uh, Paint the Night is coming back, but it will be at California Adventure. And next summer, in celebration of Pixar Pier... The whole resort will be celebrating... I'm trying to sell this as best I can. The whole resort will be celebrating Pixar Fest. And as part of Pixar Fest, the Pixar Play Parade will be moving to Disneyland Park. And Disneyland Park will have Pixar-themed fireworks. At least we get new fireworks. I like none of this.
1: (laughs) Why? Neither do I. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, Why? Let, me, well, except, let me
1: back up except for I, paint I the don't... night
0: really at California Adventure though
3: I'm just be- wondering I'm just if we can make it's... that one turn
2: if uh yeah. if, you know, Max I don't works. have the turn. I don't I have don't so have much an prob- issue with that I have an issue with world of color and paint the night how the heck are they can you imagine the crowd control right it's gonna be bad yeah
0: also, uh, you know, I I don't I really don't have a problem retheming the pier to Pixar. My my big issue is I don't want to see Pixar that much Pixar in Disneyland Park. I don't want Pixar Play Parade in Disneyland Park. It just doesn't go. Um, the other issue, the other the logistical question I have is where will Pixar Pier end? will we be losing Paradise Gardens. will be we'll be losing. Um, the Little Mermaid.
4: Cause that's technically, No, we won't
3: lose the Little Mermaid because that's, that's in a whole other area.
4: No, but it's Paradise Pier. Technically. I, so yeah, I was looking at it when I was there, thinking of the discussion Tom was having with me at D23 about that. And you're right, that side is not, but the other side kind of is. I don't know where you're right, Tom, where they're gonna delineate. Right. Sorry, Unless, okay.
3: Paradise because, Pier for me. Starts on the other side of the first, the other side of the bridge, or right at the bridge marker for the pylon.
0: That pylon that everybody sits around. However, um, the jumping jellyfish and the golden zephyr could use some retheming, but they would be. They would given that they wouldn't be. In any changes to those, so the
3: jellyfish could be Nemo.
0: I know, but if if that's changing, they're right next to Little Mermaids. Yeah, where do you Not start? really. I mean, kinda,
1: kinda. And, and what about that that Mickey thing? The silly that, Symphony, yeah, the Silly Symphony
4: swings. Yeah, what I,
1: happens to that?
4: And I have a big question. You oh. know, there's kind of a big. I don't know. Circle in the middle of Paradise Pier with a big Mickey face on it. Uh huh. Who's getting Good the fun, fun wheel? Right.
1: I just wonder how extensive this is going to be. Or are they just going to have you know characters and you know photo ops and all that just sort of set up around, and we're not going to really see that extensive of a change?
0: And maybe we'll get the the the, the Green Army Man drop.
1: Now that yeah that now that would be. Better than what they've got there now. But, um, well, what would uh, they the... convert
3: the coaster to? I mean, they're going to have to rechange the
0: Incredibles. Can you imagine the Incredibles music on, on, on? Oh, Falcon yeah, that would be trainer? fine. That would be awesome. Um, Skye's uh,
2: calling it Woody's Fun Wheel. And then, <laughs> in my,
0: in my, yeah, oh well, yeah, my that, God. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm seeing, uh, um, King Triton's carousel with bullseyes all around it. Not not bulls like, not shooting bullseye. Bullseye, like bullseye the horse, bullseye. yeah. Bullseye
1: the horse, yeah. But, I don't know. I don't um, think it's going to be that extensive. I think it's stupid. They just but, freaking
3: uh, rethemed it anyway to Mickey. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it just seems like a waste of retheming dollars. I mean, is Mickey not making that much of an impact back there?
0: doesn't sell merchandise
2: (sighs) (laughs) i i agree with you i mean i think if they're going to be doing the pick the paradise pier and turn that into toy story and then it it just seems really weird to me that they're going to be moving across the esplanade to the magic kingdom to do that to to do that also
3: well is it is it refresh my brain i know you probably said it is it a pixar anniversary year
0: no it's just it's just i think the the parade moving over there is just to celebrate the new land but also i think it's probably to give um sensational another break to to repaint
1: i hope so Uh, but uh, well, I, yeah, and nothing screams Pixar like a seaside amusement park. This is—I—I mm-hmm. I just don't understand this. This—that's—I—I yeah. uh, th- th- just can't think it's going to be that extensive. Right. I don't know.
0: And Inside Out, what, what, wh- where would that
1: fit in? The restrooms. Yeah, maybe. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. What, I mean, you what had, were when they you get a was going to take dog.
3: over? What but,
2: but were the, what, joy, 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 Joy. I'm sorry, Nancy. Go ahead. What was
3: Inside Out supposed to be taking over something in Epcot?
1: Uh
2: Imagination Pavilion.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so Except did
1: know. you see the logo though for Epcot's anniversary? Figment, front and center. Um, it, so I so heard uh,
0: something I heard something interesting. The the Okay, so they're talking about Inside Out taking over Imagination Pavilion. However, the director of Of Inside Out, his favorite attraction at Epcot. Journey into Imagination with Figment. So he might not be so cooperative, changing it all over to Inside Out. So we'll see where that goes.
2: Or maybe maybe honor. Yeah.
3: If if he knows he's getting that attraction, he may actually bother to...
0: There's also the theater that they could probably gut and put an attraction in there, right? The 3D theater? Yeah. So, there's there's room to keep both, but...
3: Well, they won't keep both. Why not? Because this is Disney. Oh, okay. And they have to coordinate the theming.
0: <sighs> mm. All right. Anyway, okay. Let's move on. That's a whole nother- Let's move on to the other new land that is coming in, 2019, Michael.
1: 2019. Confirmed. That's right. What, yes,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, star. We we can stop calling it Star Wars Land. We can now call it Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Breakout. Until,
0: sem, until sem, <laughs> Sam. Until Sam. <laughs> until was it Samsung that will sue Disney to change the name? <laughs> yeah.
1: Probably maybe they're a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> For the whole land. until there's a new sponsor and then it becomes Star yeah. Wars Apple's Edge. Yes. Anyway, and what they talked about at the D23 Expo is that guests at Galaxy's Edge will visit a remote trading port. This is on the edge of wild space. And they're going to interact with Star Wars characters. And the stories of Star Wars are going to come to life. And we are all going to find ourselves right in the middle of the action. And the land is going to feature two major attractions. And the first one is going to put guests in the middle of a battle between the first order and the resistance. And each attraction and even the land itself is will offer guests the chance to immerse themselves in the Star Wars universe like never before. And it's really interesting. Did you, you all saw the model? at the 23 yes. Expo, and they said that the development team drew inspiration from real-world locations, including Istanbul and Morocco, and they studied the architecture, the culture, and the weather there. And they also looked at Ralph McQuarrie's concept art for the original Star Wars trilogy as a basis for the aesthetic look of the land. And if you're wondering, the timeline for Galaxy's Edge is set after the events of Return of the Jedi, in the years leading up to the sequel trilogy. So it's going to depict the rising presence of both the First Order and the Resistance. And the Star Wars-themed land is going to have two new attractions. One will allow riders to control the Millennium Falcon... And the other is going to place guests into the middle of a battle between the First Order and the Resistance. So in one attraction, you're going to feel like you're on a Star Destroyer inside a hangar bay. And Disney says that this attraction is going to be built on a scale that they have never done before.
3: That building Uh, is freaking huge if you look at it right now.
1: It is. Yeah, it is. It's enormous. And the second attraction is going to give guests the opportunity to fly the Millennium Falcon. And it looks like it's going to be very similar to Mission Space over at Epcot, where there's a number of people that will be inside the Falcon. Guests will all be working together. One will be piloting the ship. Another will be shooting blasters. Another will be preparing for hyperspace. And they're all going to have to work together to complete a critical mission. But how they perform the mission will have a a bigger stake um they have to they have to perform with skill and they might earn extra galactic credits. but if they bring the ship like all banged up, it could put them on the list of a bounty hunter named Harkos. and hmm. that could follow you along as you travel through the land and you might have problems if you show up at the local cantina. Mm-hmm. If you're on the bounty hunters list, because there you're going to interact with characters as well. And you're going to, um, encounter a lot of familiar faces inside Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Um, we're going to see BB-8, Chewbacca, um, members of the first order, and even Rex. You remember Rex from Star Tours? Lover, yeah. He's That's going cool, to have an, he's going to be at the, uh, at the, um, cantina. He's going to be the DJ. So, so, so what could possibly go wrong there, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, it, it, and it was it, my first song and I'm still getting you know, used to my program. <laughs> yeah. And at the cantina, we'll be able to try all kinds of unique drink, drinks, including that blue milk stuff. And then you'll be able, of course, to get trinkets and treasures from all across the galaxy. They also announced that um Star Wars Galaxy Edge will open first at the Disneyland Resort in 2019 and a little later in the year at um, <laughs> Walt Disney Resort over at Disney Hollywood Studios. And this is and this will be right before the third um Star Wars film by Disney is scheduled for release.
2: I'm almost tempted to get my tickets for Walt Disney World so I can compare the two, the the two lands. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, really I am right too. The model was so impressive.
0: Uh, it Ryan was in the chat in the chat room, and I've seen on Facebook that cast members are signing one of the one of the beams. Mm-hmm. So it's almost time for the topping off or topping out ceremony. To,
1: for the highest point of the of the of the steel, I nice. Saw yeah, I yeah. saw that on Twitter today. Yeah, or yesterday, whenever it was. And they're yeah. going to have a full sized Millennium Falcon in this land. Oh
3: my gosh! Did, you didn't see it, Mary Jo? On the no? Or did you get back there? Oh yeah, and no. it was buried in the model. Unless you were just tall enough, you couldn't <sighs> see it from the edge. We actually had to hold, hold Lily up so she could look over. And and actually catch a glimpse of it. That's how we knew which ride was where. So the ride, that, the first ride Michael was talking about, not the Millennium Falcon ride, that's the one we're all seeing being built from the parking structure. Mm-hmm. And the then the other one is farther hats. over. Yeah. This thing is freaking huge. It mm-hmm.
1: is huge. Yeah. I wish though that they had two different destinations, have the lands very similar, but, but we go to two different places. You know, I agree. In that galaxy, what I thought they were supposed one at Disneyland and one at Disney Hollywood Studios, just so that they were, they'd be slightly different. Mm-hmm.
3: Wasn't that what they were supposed to do? I thought I heard that, that that was the way the studios one was going to be different.
1: Yeah, no, I think they're pretty much the same.
0: Yeah. All right. Um let's move on. Let's move back across the Esplanade back into the Hollywood Land area. So what's going on with Marvel? Anything?
1: Yeah. Well, actually there's a bit. Uh you know, <laughs> as we suspected, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout attraction at Disney California Adventure, it it was there was the rumor that it was to be the first attraction of what would be a Marvel theme land. Right. And this was confirmed at the D23 Expo that an entire Marvel theme land is coming to Disney California Adventure. Uh And I think you brought this up a couple weeks ago, Tom. You know, Disney teased us with a mysterious hatch right. outside of Mission Breakout, which featured but the th- no, but uh, that Avengers missed, logo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that everybody exactly. missed, yeah. And so everybody, it, so it looked like it was going to be hiding something. And that hatch was brought up again at D23. It was confirmed that the hatch was the teaser for an entire Marvel land that will be built around the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. So um chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, Bob Chapek, made the official announcement along with Baby Groot. Um, hmm. Chapek stated that the Avengers and Spider-Man would both play a role in this completely immersive superhero universe that will allow guests to team up with your heroes in ways never seen before, while new stories build on Mission Breakout. So, Chapek said designers at Marvel Entertainment and Walt Disney Imagineering are now collaborating to create the new land. Uh, and keep in mind, Disney purchased Marvel Entertainment in 2009 for $4 billion. So, they're, I would imagine they're going to put quite a bit into this land. Um, but however, there were no details, no conceptual artwork, nor opening dates for this Marvel theme land. Um were were shared in the announcement. Let's um, say
0: twenty twenty-three.
1: Okay. But <laughs> but with you know, Galaxy Edge opening, you know, in twenty nineteen, um yeah. you know, Disney's gonna need a major attraction to draw visitors back in a Disney California adventure just to balance the traffic flow. Um, because, you know, California Adventure right now enjoys less than half the attendance of Disneyland. So, um, I think a Marvel-themed expansion like this will probably um, really do well at drawing guests from Disneyland to California Adventure.
0: And Denny yeah. Ch- Danny in the chat has an awesome suggestion. Let's just mm-hmm. buy the, the Spider-Man ride from Islands of Adventure. The Spider-Man ride, ride is
3: pretty darn cool at uh, Islands yeah, of is. Adventure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not sure that's going to work,
3: though. Well, all I can say is after seeing uh, Spider-Man Homecoming today, oh, my gosh, what a great partnership they're developing with Sony. And Sony really needs them. So there you go. I think it's going to be pretty awesome.
0: All right. Let's take a couple minutes. Tony, how was your first expo? What do you think?
4: Well, I have a very, it's probably going to be my last expo because all I care about is parks and resorts. And I know everybody can shoot me. My biggest issue was the crowds. I just don't like that many people anywhere. And um, I spent a whole day shopping and that was because I was waiting in line. I also did go to the, I think the very first expo. It was after Nancy, right? Was that the very first one?
3: Yeah. Remember where I went? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and I I've together.
4: noticed, and I, we know that I'm the guy who's not a big fan of Marvel versus Disney. I, I feel like it's a different, it's a different beast now because of Star Wars and Marvel. And it's more like Comic Con where before it was more Disney-esque. So my the only um, because of the crowds I would like them to have and people doing the cosplay and all that stuff, I would I would suggest if they're listening to me would be to, um, you know, they you know, they do. Yeah, that to have a separate pass just for the explore expo floor. Because Mm -hmm. I've been to conventions where that's – you can just get that for one day and then all the people that want to dress up and be seen can do that and go shopping can do that. But then there's not – even though I didn't have to experience it, but I'm sure some of you will explain the mass of humanity pushing and shoving to get into different um, uh, panels. So having two separate um, people or move it to a larger venue. I note sacrilege like the Honda Center so that there's more space or charge me so much that I won't go. And then it's just it's just more an enjoyable experience. I did get some cool like souvenirs that I can't get anywhere else, and I love the parks and resorts thing. But I think they could make it a better experience. There's my two cents. Major any highlights for you?
2: Um, highlights for me were basically running into well, highlights for me were running into uh, listeners. Yes. Uh, for the first time, and shout out to WW Happy Hour. I met it it was just great meeting meeting people but I would say for the panels it was probably the princess panel and the Richard Sherman panel I really enjoyed all the ones that I went to but um yeah and and I can hardly wait till Wreck-It Ralph 2 comes out
0: (laughs) nice Michael
1: any highlights highlights for me hmm uh, it, I did enjoy, um, I, again, I also enjoyed meeting listeners. Uh, I, I especially appreciate the fact that so many listeners t- to connecting with Walt, uh, especially are, um, young. They're teenagers and middle schoolers and, or families listening together. Because that really makes me happy that, you know, there's the new generation is getting to know Walt and getting to know the Imagineers and the nine old men. Uh-huh. And, um, because, you know, a lot of them aren't. Most of them are gone, and you know it's going to be another few years and we won't have anybody that worked directly with, Walt, with us anymore and I just think it's wonderful that these young people are so interested in them that they they'll they'll carry on you know those memories and their philosophies and and you know and all that and so it was great just having folks um you know, seeing, chatting with those young people and what they liked about Walt Disney and Disney itself. And, and for some of them, it's affecting their career choices. Uh, and w- it was interesting to chat with some of them about that. And, um, so for me, so for me, that was the highlight. Uh, I liked every single panel I went to. And I went to even some I went to a lot of the big ones, but some of the smaller ones, like one on, um, Mark Davis. And uh-huh. and his days in Imagineering. And I went to one on music in Walt's um, live-action films. It was amazing who they just drew. Leslie Ann Warren came out. She, she looks damn good for like almost 70. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She still has dancers' legs, and she shows them off. It was uh, so but- funny
2: talking to people. I just want to get, Michael, mm-hmm. who had gone to that panel that you're talking about, we mm-hmm. were waiting in line for other panels, and we were talking to... Um, young people with their, with their parents and how many like moms were excited to see Leslie Ann Warren and the kids were like, who? And so, (laughs) so our generation could really appreciate that. So I'm Mm -hmm. glad you brought that up.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so I went to, to a few of the smaller ones and I'll be writing about those, you know, on the site. And so I like that. I, I do agree with Tony. The crowds, I thought, um, they, they need to add more activities. I know that in the D23 Expo propaganda, they always say, if you don't get into one thing, there's lots of other things going on with the amount of tickets they're selling now. There's not enough things going on Mm -hmm. in my opinion they can't absorb the crowds there were times i felt really unsafe and with the crowds in the expo floor not like i was going to be attacked but that i i literally could not move it was
0: especially sunday sunday Mm -hmm. and on the expo floor was crazy because that was it was like everybody saved that day to do the expo floor
1: yeah which is what i usually do Yeah. yeah And so and it's your so fault, okay. I think <laughs> well, so and things I were think breaking they...
2: down, yeah on Sunday, right. things were breaking
1: down on Sunday,
3: yeah. yeah. they really need to have another big panel on Sunday, or mm-hmm. they need
1: to have more smaller panels, yeah, and another yeah. big panel, I think every day, yeah and um, and they need to expand the expo floor, I mean, they just need to do more if they're going to sell that many tickets, okay, right. I noticed how many when,
3: business when units is... were not there. I mean, oh, it yes, was it, ridiculous ABC, compared to ABC, last time.
0: ABC did not have a big presence this year.
3: Disney Channel did not have a big presence. Run Disney
4: where was that?
3: Yeah, where yes. was Run Disney? They had a shoe selling booth last time, you know, with their partners at at New Balance. Oh yeah, I Leslie mean, Leslie noticed that the, there was the no presence. The teen stars didn't have a stage of their own, not like they did last time. All it was was signing booze in the back at Talent Central. Yeah. It was it was kind of abhorrent how small the auxiliary company presences were. Mm-hmm. Radio Disney, nothing.
1: Yeah. And I and I was involved in that um animation <laughs> queue debacle and that that should never have happened. And no. um Oh you know, no! And, and and so anyway, but overall, I enjoyed it. I will definitely go back, you know, to another one. But I, I think I'm curious. Anaheim Convention Center. I, I, I don't know how big it really is. How much of it does Disney use for the expo?
3: Not oh. near as
0: much as they could.
1: Really? But, I mean, is it twenty yes. percent? Is it seventy percent? I, I don't mean, know. where
0: else is there, Nancy? Because like they go from hall D all the way to A and they use E for underneath and they use the the Expo Arena so I'm not sure right. where, where else is there but
3: there are areas off to, aren't there areas above where they take you down into the basement
0: maybe I well, want to uh, say that there are first floor areas there. there but they're also expanding so I don't know if, if
3: and then there's that, a lot more coming yeah
0: yeah, when that space will be available for them to use as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, well, hopefully if in that expansion area the in the yeah. next expo, they will yeah. use that as well. Yeah. And maybe that'll help with the crowds.
0: Yeah. Any any thoughts, Nancy?
3: There was a lot more actual physical room on the show floor this year. Um, A lot more dining tables and stuff like that. A lot of
0: wasted space, too.
3: Yes, there were a lot of wasted space because they did not bring the other company arms. Mm -hmm. They made no presents for the other company arms. Marvel, I was surprised at how small their booth quadrant was. Mm -hmm. Imagineering, I was expecting to see a lot more than just a little dinky Star Wars area. It
0: was a small, yeah, small... It was incredibly
3: small. Animation, for all of the movies that they had, Pixar and Disney Animation were both crammed into one booth. Normally, they'd been kind of more separate.
0: Yeah. Remember, what, four years ago or six years ago when, when Imagineering would have these big production numbers almost like pre-shows to get into the the imaginary, so, yeah.
3: Yeah. It was... I was not as impressed by the booth designs. Wreck-It Ralph looked like he was standing on a CAT scan machine. (laughs) No, I'm dead serious. From the one side, it looks exactly like the machines at work. Hmm. I mean... You know, it was just very strange. But, like, that was a huge miss for me. Um, I didn't need some of the vendor booths that were there. Some of those vendor booths were just kind of, you know, my you talk- I took my daughter for the first time.
0: You're talking about in the Emporium? Yeah, in Area? the
3: Emporium. Okay. I mean, there was just a lot of wasted space for those arena lines.
0: Mm-hmm. That was oh, never yeah.
3: used. We were yeah. staring at them from the booth.
0: yeah, the people know, were just sitting up sitting in there all day. yeah.
3: Um, you know, after having gone the outside queue, which was incredibly um as someone told Mary Joe and I, this is the first year I believe that they've hired. Um, like temp workers to do the queues and the lines and stuff like no that. Way. Normally, no, they,
1: they, they do that every year. Yeah, they well, do. no,
3: it, there's more of a presence because of some legal issue from another convention.
0: Okay.
3: Um, yeah, it was something different this year. Yeah, okay. it was something very different this year. But I was amazed at how rude some of the cast members handling the lines were, and these were leads. Let's call them staff people the well actual disney cast members. Oh, that's right. I mean, there was one guy yelling, you know, they, they expect you when you're in line to kind of look at your stuff on the phone and kind of plan your day out while you're standing in line. He was yelling at people to get off the phones and keep moving. But it can was, we
2: should, can we um talk a little t- bit about like how we plan our days? Our mornings, because that—that Nancy is a really good point, and um, that brings to mind on what you and I learned through, through um, our experience of the difference between when you get there early in the morning and waiting in line, or when you get there after a certain time and have to go in line outside and deal with those yeah. crowds. it's it, it if you're not in the building
3: before six, you're by not five, in the building by yeah. five
2: thirty. 5.30.
3: Yeah. remember? Yeah. yeah. 5.30. But I want to say this, and this is probably going to be very unpopular, but they are at the point where there should not be a need to camp out at 7 a freaking clock the morning, the day before for the live action panel. At this point, they need to work the tickets that when you sign up for the tickets, you get to pick one panel a day that you want to go to, and that will be your guaranteed one panel a day as far as the big things. They don't have to control the little ones, but as far as the big things, they need to let people choose those off the bat and stick to it. And if you want to go to other big panels that day, you're going to need to pay for those big panels. Because this has gotten out of hand. People coming for, for Saturday. We're getting in line at seven o'clock in the morning on Friday just to be and, there for the live action panel. And,
1: and I don't think that should be allowed. Didn't they state they weren't going to allow lineups? Of course, yeah, PM? of course they did. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, they, then they didn't. But
3: you know, it's it's just freaking nuts. I mean, yeah. I was having to tell my daughter who was so looking forward to getting up at you know she was okay with getting up at three thirty in the morning to go mm-hmm. to the live action panel to get in line. Yeah. But I had to tell her the night before it wasn't going to happen.
2: Yeah, the that's 10 the staff people were telling She wasn't going
3: to see anything mm-hmm. that she came with me to see. And, and that included, you know, getting to do the autographs or meet and greets for some of that, too i mean she was heartbroken about it and when i found out she could have actually gone and stayed overnight with craig and rhino on the floor you know that we both could have gone and slept overnight that they didn't close off the gold line until midnight
2: we didn't know yeah because they had told us that they were going to cut it off i think at seven they told us that they were going to cut it off at 8 p.m right nancy yeah that's what they that's what the staff people told us so Nancy quickly texted craig and rhino to let them know what was going on but people did get in a little bit later but still to get in at midnight and close the line for a 10 a.m 10 panel is crazy yeah
3: yeah you should not be having i mean that's a liability issue for them having all these people sleeping on the floor in a basement of a convention center I mean it it's just gotten to the point where that is too much. I actually had moments on Sunday where I thought, you know what? This could be my last one. I I was just done. Sunday I was just done.
1: Yeah. It was the first time I didn't get into all the um major panels. Yeah. I always I always was able to get into them.
3: I I mean, I had fun, and I I enjoyed what I did get to see. I didn't make it to the Big Pirates Archive Expo. I wish I had, but I didn't have time. And I was
2: so done. (laughs) Well, plus, we thought we had heard that some other people had got in, you know, um, like by 10.30 and that the line was, was pretty short. So we thought okay since we decided that we weren't going to camp overnight we we decided that we weren't going we were going to sleep in on sunday because friday we were in line at 4:30 a.m. Yeah. saturday we were in line at 5:30 a.m. already inside the building so we were up a lot earlier to get there and then so sunday we said okay we're going to be exhausted let's sleep so we slept in we got there at 10:30 and it still took us almost an hour uh, in the yeah. hot to get in and it was that was yeah. con- I would say almost constantly walking, um, and it was hot and, and humid. So by the time we got in, you know, you're kind of drained of your energy. Um, My kids
3: were, I had one whiny kid, one bickering kid.
2: Well, because they, 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 they're young and to expect them to, to, uh, to put up with that, it's a lot. So, you know, as adults, we can, we can do that, but, um. The young kids, it is a lot to ask of them, so we recommend. I recommend getting there at the crack of dawn, you know. So your your choices are sleep on a in an air conditioned carpeted floor, um, and 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 have that lack of sleep, but and then also a whole bunch of us bought these little chairs that we could put fold up and put in our backpacks. (laughs) That were oh
3: my god, those were the best Amazon. You can get them with tall backs, which I recommend over the short backs.
2: So
4: there's. Two pounds. So I have to share real quickly that I, and as we know, compared to all of us, I wasn't going to wait in line all day. Like I just wasn't. I re- the one, I think I really wanted to see was parks and resorts. And I said, you know what? I'm going to show up an hour before and see what happens. And if I don't get in, that's fine. Cause one of the issues with staying up all night is then after, once you get it, you go, well, was this really worth it? And I didn't want to be waiting for two hours or three hours. Cause I wasn't going to do the midnight thing and think, this wasn't worth it. I didn't want that. So I wanted to go, if I get in, great. If I don't, I shouldn't have expected it. So I didn't show up an hour early. I showed up 30 minutes for, let's see, 220 for the parks and rec panel. Now I know it was the parks and rec panel. It wasn't as big as- Parks and resorts. Parks and resorts. You know why I said that? Damn it. You know why I said that? (laughs) Because one of the ladies and I was making fun of her, one of the expo workers kept saying, parks and rec is sold out. And I just did the same thing and I made fun of her. Anyways, I apologize to whoever that worker was. But anyways- but yeah, karma. Exactly. It's, it's a, you know what? Anyways. So I got there. They said it was sold out. There was about 20 of us waiting near where the queue would have been. 220 starts at three. We wait. And then somebody comes over, it's sold out, go, there's no standby. And we all kind of look at each other and go, and I go, well, I asked, I said, is there a line? And the lady goes behind me? Like there was no official standby line. So we're just standing there. And they basically tell us to leave, but only once. And we're a persistent group of Disney fans. So obviously mm-hmm. we stayed. And then, you know, I look around and about a half, you know, 20 minutes later, there's maybe 300 to 500 people behind me in this huge mass. And you just seen people coming down from downstairs, up, up. And we were basically thinking, you know what? We're not going to get in. We're not going to get in. Eventually everybody goes in. We think we're done. We're about to leave. And then they come over and said, Okay, there is still space. We are going to let you in, but they did remember what Michael said with the pushing and shoving. They said, if anybody pushes and shoves, we're stopping it and we're not. We're closing the doors, and so we all knew to no, be I on see. our best behavior. And they then walked – We had to wait for the opening, uh, uh, pres, uh, opening performance, and then we all of us got into parks and resorts, and there were still plenty of seats. So what first, which makes me happy that I kind of beat the system. And I knew that everything wouldn't have gotten me that. But my issue is, why were there so many empty seats? Yeah. They obviously There's- needed to manage. but Because there was still a whole nother section of seats that could have been sat.
2: And people really wanted to see that um, that panel. But mm-hmm. they were discouraged because of the, the cues and the way they set them up.
4: And yeah. if, if they just, like, you know they have FastPass Plus. It works great. You could say you get your <laughs> one big panel. Well, I mean... They could have done it. You get your one big panel and then here's the rest of you get for this day. You have to choose one of them and then we barcode you. Yep. There, there there are conferences that I've run back when I used to do like little mini tech conferences for like a couple of schools. And we barcoded things and you could close it after thirty people. Like it it's doable. It's not an impossibility to to do it. But anyways. <laughs> All right. I did uh,
2: like the gold member line though. The gold member line was genius this year. That yeah. was
1: nice. I might have to switch for gold.
2: Well, it was um, th- with the gold member line. You didn't have to go get a stage pass to see the shows. Yeah. Just yeah. had to. You just had to queue up early. But yeah. it, you know, you, you kind of weigh what you want to do, and that was really nice. Uh-huh. So we, so we got a small perk.
0: There you go. All right. Of course, my favorite thing, as as well, was meeting all of you all, and of course, my my new um, biggest fan,
2: X. Oh, um, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Can, that was so. Th-
0: that was so crazy.
2: Would his father allow his picture to be posted? Do you know if they would allow it to be posted on social media or no? Uh,
0: yeah, no, because they, they uh, he they tweeted it on the on the Diz account.
2: Okay, because I have a picture of the two of you. Yeah. but you you got to tell the story, Tom. No, you tell the story. Well, I just because I was with you, right? Okay, yes. so so Tom and I are walking, and this young this this young boy, he was probably what seven, maybe? I,
0: yeah, I, no, he was six, ten. seven. He, he, oh, he was, he was ten. A, he, he was a small ten.
2: He was okay, so he was a young ten with with these these glasses on. Comes up and he goes, he he got so excited, and he goes. Oh,
0: I, I, I know, I, I think what happened is, his because we, we were chatting with somebody else, I think his mom saw me and told him to go over and introduce himself to me, Okay. because he didn't recognize me right away.
2: Oh, and that's why he asked you, are you Tom Bell? Yeah. And he says, are you the Tom Bell that's on YouTube? And then he yeah. looks at me and he goes, do you know Tom Bell? He was excited that I knew Tom Bell. So it was... Oh No, he asked me if I also saw you on YouTube. Right. And he was just, he and he said, I'm your biggest fan. And he watches you on YouTube, I don't know how many times. Yeah. And every Aww. day, every day he had to come up and see Tom. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then last, then,
0: did, was, were you there when the, he came no, the last day? Yeah, so
2: tell him what oh, they, what oh, you guys God. Did. He,
0: oh, no. Okay. This was like this, I think this was still the first day he came up and the dad's like, hey, can you, would it be would it be cool if if we took a picture with with X and you like holding the microphones because uh, we were doing the live the live shows from there and and so I'm like hey Pete is it cool if, if X comes back here and we take a picture like pretending to interview Pete's like well just interview him so the dad came back and we sat on sat on the on the bar stools and and chatted for a few minutes and the dad the dad filmed it and.
3: That was, it,
0: it was so cute It, it was, I was so much fun
3: So I was uh, in the booth for that and that was yeah. just amazing and his yeah. eyes were just so happy
0: but, so yeah that was, that was that was so much fun that anyway awesome. okay all right uh, let is let's wrap this up because I was trying to be quick and we still went an hour of 10 minutes so all right for those of you listening live stick around we're gonna talk about phantasmic that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week and of course we will be back again with you next week. Until then remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.